What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, Episode 12. My guest today is a longtime friend of mine, Matt Harris. Uh, I've been meaning to get him on here for a while now, so we finally did, which is cool. Uh, he's a longtime friend of mine. We grew up together. Um, he's a singer, and uh, we kind of been playing music together on and off for the past five years or so. Um, in some tribute bands, cover bands, and whatnot. Um, he's currently playing in a Guns N' Roses tribute called Ounce of Pain, and a cover band called Shelby Highwire out on the Eastern Shore. Um, he was gigging plenty prior to the, uh, the shutdown. Um, but we talked about all sorts of things, kind of his past and uh, our collective past, perhaps. Um, the numbers are looking pretty good on the podcast these days, uh, so thanks everybody for listening and downloading. Um, you can certainly message me if you'd like to do an episode of your own. If you're in the uh, in the area and playing music, and then um, last note is I recently put out I, uh, a song through my band called The Hollow Truths, uh, and it's an acoustic version of a song we did a while back. It comes out on Cinco de Mayo, but you can pre-save it now, and that's up on Facebook and whatnot. Um, on the episode for today, I will definitely list uh, where you can find uh, Ounce of Pain and Matt's stuff. In any case, happy Friday. Hope this finds you well. and hope everybody's being safe out there and staying healthy. And uh, shout out to the first responders and medical staff uh, kicking ass on a daily basis. Uh, in any case, enjoy. Alright, what's up? Welcome to the part-time Rockstar Podcast, Matt. Episode, who the hell knows? Don't know what number. But, uh, yeah, my guest today is uh, the infamous Matt Harris. Good to be here. This is a long-awaited episode. Um, Most of our followers have been asking, and most of our followers' names are Caleb Heidel. But in any case, yeah, this this episode is much overdue. Um, to give you a nice little introduction, Matt, uh, you are my longtime good friend outside of music and inside of music and all those things in between. Um, you've been playing in quite a number of bands, as I understand it, uh, most notably Ounce of Pain, the Guns N' Roses tribute band, which I also used to play in. Um, I don't know. What the hell should we talk about? Ah, yeah, sky's the limit, I guess. It's, uh, you know, one of those things that it's, it should be noted that, uh, yeah, I've played in a few bands, but, you know, uh, if you knew their name, I'd probably give you a hug. (laughs) It's not (laughs) like we were really made it that huge. 
Um, but yeah, let's talk about music. Let's talk about uh, talk about how it started and and that kind of thing. Right on. Well, uh, I believe you started singing in church. Yep. As most singers do, I think. Or at yeah. least a lot of them. Well, yeah, the more I've read, the more that, you know, choir at an early age is good. And my parents made me do it, and I probably went kicking and screaming, but it, it definitely helped. And uh, definitely helps to have an idea of how to read music, too. Um, I learned piano. Again, I, I didn't really like it very much because it was one of those... Um, I, I didn't want to be sitting for that long, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to be out doing stuff, but being able to like read music, being able to understand the different, you know, parts of songs and things like that. I mean, a lot of those hymns are, are pretty nice for that. So, um, looking back, I, uh, I wish I'd, I wish I'd done more, but you know, here I am. There you are <laughs> sitting in the bedroom with the cats. Yeah. Yeah. You know. in the quarantine. Yep, Jack's uh, Jack's asleep over in the closet, and Maggie's in the in the living room watching TV. So this is really the only the only cloister I can find right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a million different little subtopics we could get into um, besides music, even. But I got to mention, obviously, that you were an Olympic caliber swimmer. Uh, you know, not trying to stroke you off here too much, but. Uh, <laughs> You were pretty quick there, and yeah. uh, may have may may have even shared the same pool as as the Felper. A few times we say here in Baltimore. Yeah, a so, few times. Yeah, you were no slouch. No, I, I that was my that was my thing. I never uh, I never really saw myself doing anything with music for very long, and um, yeah, I was a swimmer, and um, I did I did share the pool with Michael Phelps a few times. It's funny, even though it was. Um, you know, he was in Baltimore and, you know, me being in Maryland, we actually were like in different LSCs. So we didn't necessarily swim against each other too often. But when I did share a pool with him, it was in Ohio and Nebraska <laughs> and maybe Irvine, maybe <laughs> Irvine, California. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, obviously him growing up only from where we lived, you know, down the parkway, rarely ever saw him at any meets. But yeah, yeah, that was, you know, 10 years and about 30 pounds ago. <laughs> yeah maybe a couple more uh, <laughs> <laughs> give or take give or take but but uh yeah i'm right there with you um i mean the reason number one reason to bring it up though is because you got that side of pipes on you you can really shriek and uh i think that maybe some of that has to come from being in the pool all the time yeah, I did a lot of underwater uh, work, which was holding your breath for a long time. And you have to constantly be able to exhale um, when you're underwater or else you, you probably would die, actually. You probably would black out and drown. So you have to make sure you're exhaling the whole time. So my coach would make me do all these, like, you know, underwater sprints for 10 seconds with only 10 seconds of rest each time. So I imagine that uh, my lungs built up some, some energy from that. That certainly, that certainly does help anyway. Yeah, it has to because uh, you are a phenomenally loud singer, which is perfect for uh, for singing anywhere in bars or anywhere in clubs. You just got to get over that band because we all know us guitar players have a hard time turning our amps down and shit. <laughs> yeah, a lot of musicians have a hard time turning things down in general. Um, and then the drummers are always like, well, I can't turn down. It's like, yeah, but you could, you know, play a little softer. Um, no, it's... Uh, 
It, yeah, it does. The funny thing is, when when I get to like acoustic stuff, you know, your voice feels so naked. It's like I become so self conscious. It's like, oh my gosh, like that note wasn't right on. When you're screaming in a bar, you know, really doesn't. You can get away with a lot. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I mean, I feel like too. You have a million things going on in your life that are kind of new and kind of exciting as well. Uh, we could talk about it in that you know you recently had a kid. Yep, Mr. Jack, Mr. Jack there, or Little Laird as a call. Yep. yep, his middle name is also Laird. Yeah, he's uh, he just turned a year old. Um, so had had him back in uh, yeah April of 2019, um, and it was crazy. Two two months later, uh, Maggie, my wife, and I got a new job. So we're here at uh, at St. Andrew's School in Delaware. So that's why this this room and that's why the small apartment because you know living's free, which is great. But you know the the cost was a little bit of space. So so we're uh, so yeah. I'm I'm an English teacher. I am the head swimming coach of the high school. I am a dorm parent, so I take care of you know making sure all the kids are in their rooms and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm an advisor too. So right on. We're a, so a bona fide, a real bona fide part-time rock star. Yep. And uh, for those that didn't know, that's the Dead Poets Society School. Yeah. Say. Yep. It was filmed Which here. Which is a pretty good claim to fame, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Robin Williams once traipsed the halls. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It is. Um, it's definitely like the. It's definitely the dream job for like. Somebody who likes English like me and who, you know, wants to coach a swim team. They have a pretty good team. They have a really nice pool and they have a pretty good English program. So, you know, I don't, I don't see myself uh, leaving here unless they, unless they give me the boot. Yeah. Don't screw it up. <laughs> I'll try my best. Especially, especially not on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, I know you miss playing because I know you're playing – at least every weekend, if not more. Um, I mean, I miss playing too, but uh, I don't know. Give us a little insight of what you've been doing, maybe to to sharpen sharpen your skills there, or just passing the time, hanging out with the kid. I don't know. Yeah. What have you been What have you been doing in the quarantine? It's uh, so it's crazy. Daycare daycare workers are not paid enough money at all. I mean, they're not. Yeah. Jack is a freaking handful by himself, and they have like six other infants his age. So it's like it's crazy. Um, so we have been doing a lot with that, and he's he's running around a lot. But um, I started. I I picked up a guitar, um, so I started basically figuring out some of those chords and and doing some of that. And I also have a mandolin, so I've been basically working with both of those, um, just trying to learn something else. Um, you know, it's kind of weird, like, and I, I've gone on, like, some of those, you know, Facebook pages and stuff like that that have, like, forums and stuff like that that say, you know, oh, like, should it, is a lead singer by themselves okay in a band? And most people, a lot of people say, no, it's not. You know, they should always be doing something like a guitar or something like that. So, um, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think there's so many front men that, you know, I think your voice is a good enough instrument. But nonetheless, like, you know, I, I, I'd like to just have kind of a general knowledge of strumming. I'd like to have an idea of what a chord is and be able to say, oh, that sounds like an F. And so basically, I'm just trying to, trying to do some stuff on my own and basically just figure out what's what. Yeah, you know, earn your keep a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
But uh, no, I mean, all jokes aside, I think you do earn your keep very well, <laughs> no matter what what project you're in. Because <laughs> again, if you can belt out those tunes for God knows how long, how many hours, I mean, that's that's a special talent. It's not not easy to come by. Thanks. I'm sure you could talk about <laughs> what you have to go through to be able to sing for three hours on a night. Yeah. And, uh, it's tough. I, I it kind of sucks because, like, alcohol doesn't help. <laughs> no. That's no, the it problem. Doesn't. I, I mean, like. Us guitar players can just, can sit, just there sit there and, and noodle, noodle around and play some notes. notes. Yeah. But, and I mean, but, you know, yeah, I'm not the yeah. type of. I, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, I need to get plastered or something, but it'd be nice to have some to take the edge off every now and then and get rid of the nerves. But it really, it never works. It never helps. Like, I just, I always. So that's the hard part about it. So staying hydrated and stuff like that. But. Um, Do you still think you get nervous? Yeah, I still get generally kind of nervous. It's um, hmm. it's well, it's interesting because I mean we're 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 technically a tribute band, and you probably remember you know having this this you know talk with some of us at some times where we sat there and we said okay, do we go in with the wigs or do we not? And there's always the risk of not going in with the wigs and them saying, hey, you guys are a tribute band, what the hell? And then there's the risk of going into some like biker bar or something like that with wigs on and them saying, who are these idiots? You know, <laughs> like, so it's mostly like how we appear that I guess I get nervous about. And then the other thing is just with, with sound and stuff like that, we're really loud. Sometimes we're in really small places. Sometimes I'm actually yeah. worried that we're deafening people. So, that, you know, that's... I mean, we're a specific band for a specific venue, and sometimes we've accepted bookings at smaller places where I'm worried about whether or not it's gonna it's gonna work. So I'm not like not I'm not I don't have, lack any confidence in my ability to sing the songs. Like I screw up a lot, but I you know I usually can cover it. But it's more just the whole band and how we come off that I'm nervous about. Yeah, and I guess for anyone listening to this who doesn't know us personally, um. You know, playing in in cover bands, you do generally play for a longer period of time. Really long. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you know, easily, four hours. Easily, exactly. And for a singer, that's really an incredible marathon on uh, your vocal cords. Because any of us playing an instrument, it doesn't really have the same wear and tear. Yeah. Yep. It's uh yeah, I definitely can. I, I usually try to assert myself in the set list so that I can space out the songs so that it sort of is uh I can get rid of the really difficult ones early in the set and then really, you know, sort of space things out. So luckily I can do that and luckily um the set list that we have, being a tribute band, we don't do all guns and roses, so we do have some nice smooth ones in there that are sort of a break, but but yeah, it can be uh it can be rough, especially if you really get into it. And the hardest part is not going too hard on the songs yeah. that I really like. You know, like <laughs> at the end of it, it's like, yeah. oh crap, like Welcome to the Jungle. Man, everybody loves it, but I can't talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit, what am I going to do? Yeah, and it is funny you have the voice that you have given that, I don't know, you don't have like a high pitched voice. Yep. Uh, just speaking, but you can get up there, you have that register. And it's uh, very unsuspecting at first, I think, if people, again, if people don't know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Actually, it's funnier if they do know me. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. And then they hear it. That's actually yeah. funnier. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's, uh, it's funny, too, because there are certain, like, you know, I, I can hit those certain high notes, but sometimes the ones in between I can't hit as well either. It's almost like going up into that sort of falsetto range is, is, uh, 
is not so bad. But then you ask me to do like three or four notes down and it's like, I, I don't know. I can't hit that. So it's strange. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. I think, I think it is a special talent. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I really don't know how to describe it. Like, especially that specific style of singing. There's yeah. not a lot of people who can do it. Yep. I think the guy from Twisted Sister was um, like you. He was also kind of tall. Oh, all right. I wonder if that plays into it at all. I, I really just thought of that right now. I, I don't know. Yeah, he was but, like that. Yeah, he was. And, and um, the Quiet Riot guy, Dubrow, he was kind of like that too, I think. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something to that, just being kind of tall and big and somehow you get some extra air in your lungs or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, could be. I, I, I certainly can't do it, so I have no idea how you get that sound <laughs> out of your body. Yeah, but it works and it's powerful, and people dig it. Yeah, it's working so far. Yeah, these uh, not having these gigs sucks though. We were we were gonna do a lot in the next few next few months, so we had to cancel all those with this uh, this COVID stuff. So I'm I'm hoping that you know my voice is getting a nice amount of rest, but every now and then I'm I'm worried that I'm not using it enough, you know. So I'm I've gotta I gotta find a a, a place where nobody will hear me and go belt out some songs. Maybe I'll just drive. I'll go for a drive. Um, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you like shrieking in the car, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. I really like shrieking in the car. So, yeah, maybe I'll do that sometime just to make sure I'm not losing my edge. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, Jack's doing good, the kid, and uh, I guess Maggie's doing all right there, too, yep. as well. Family's good. We've so. we got a freezer full of food, and we're just waiting for this shit to be over. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I'm just trying to think here of uh, all the Dylans in the world, the Caleb's, all the people who might be listening to this, what they want to hear, what what they want that they didn't already know. About well, you, you. Know, you know what I mean? Always shout out to them. I was, I was their swim coach. True. At one point. <laughs> I coached those guys. Yeah, yeah I used to be, used yeah. to be in, that, uh, in the Montpelier world over there, so... Uh... So yeah, I don't necessarily know what they want to hear that you know is is uh, PG thirteen or, or or better. Well, um, the obvious question is, did you watch the Tiger King? I did. I, I haven't finished it, but I, I'm I'm four. I'm five episodes in actually. So. Uh, oh. Yeah. Right on. It's very difficult so just... to to like you know, it's all they're all freaking crazy, man. I mean, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love how people are, like, team, you know, team Joe Exotic or whatever, but it's like, that dude's crazy, too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that's the new thing that's taken everybody. You get your stimulus check yet? I have not. Oh, really? We got ours. Nice. Partying yep. it down. Buying those diapers. I, yeah, or a tiger. Maybe I'll buy a tiger. That's true. <laughs> you could. I think it's only two grand, according to the show. I, that's, what, that's what I've heard, yeah. I've got one sitting next to me right now, but he's only about 10 pounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The mini tigers of yep. the world. Yep, they are. No, but uh, good times growing up. Caleb was in the church. Caleb Heidel, if, if he's going to be listening to this, he was in the church doing all the choir stuff that I did. So I'd ask him why he's not a lead singer right now. But um, That's true. Lately, he seems to have a little bit of a penchant for it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's coming out here in his little in his later years. He even jumped on the uh, LJR live stream. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's the crazy thing about it. I never thought about doing any form of live singing whatsoever until pretty much around when I got married. 
And that was when you, your dad, and, and your brother played at, played at my wedding and I sang. And that was really like the first time that I performed for a live audience. And I yeah. was... It was uh, quite a time to, to make your debut, that's yeah, for sure. it was. Not a lot of people that can say that they, A, sang at their wedding, or B, what was like their first time yep. out. Yeah, I mean, I'd done some open mics or something with you, I think. But other than that, it, it was just sort of like... It was nothing. And I mean, I sang in the car all the time while I was delivering food at Panera. So it was like, I, I guess I'd just been doing it for so long that it was like, hey, this sounds okay. So I'll try it out. But I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it's interesting. I, I, I wouldn't have ever thought that I would sing live for a band at any point in my life. But it just goes to show you can pick up anything no matter how old you are. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely can. Never too late to try. Nope. It is not. It's your dose of inspiration in this dark time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just, I know so much about you that it's like asking these questions at a certain point is a little bit awkward <laughs> in, the, in, in, the, uh, in the old podcast format here. Yep. But um, I guess I'll just kind of take a stab at, at, at random stuff. I, Everyone who knows you knows you like to rant. Yeah. And so, I mean, I could throw a few topics out there, a few softballs down the middle if I wanted yeah. to try and fire you up. I don't know if it's that kind of night. I but, Usually, I, mean, um, I like to rant. Any night can be that kind of night. That's true. It only takes a little bit to get you going. It doesn't take much. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you hate the Yankees. That's, yep. That's a favorite of yours. Yep. Um, but in general, you're just a passionate sort of DC sports, DC sports fan, fan I, would say. I would say yep and so that sort of comes with the territory and that you're not you're happy to rant on pretty much any sports subject mm-hmm however we have less to rant about really all of us yeah. now yeah since there aren't a lot of sports um yeah and that actually kind of like makes me angry that there's nothing to make me angry yeah, it's true. What are you doing with yourself? I know. I like just I, getting randomly angry at the cats. I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, there's, that's like uh, sports is such a great lightning rod because it's like, oh, you know, at the end I can be so mad about something happening and then realize, wait a minute, it was completely out of my control. I had no, <laughs> there was no way I could, I could jump in and tell the ref that was a bull crap call and, you know, freaking against the penguins. Like, you know, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. So, so now, yeah, it's, it's been tough. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. How do you vent all your latent frustrations now? Uh, you no, know, it's, no music, no sports. That's yeah. Tough. General politics in general is a really nice one, but you know, that's, that, that's, that's not a softball. That's a, that's, that's a change up with a twist. But uh, yeah, but even even politics is taking mildly a backseat, especially when you're talking about elections and stuff. Yep. Considering everything that's going on, it's hard to even rant about that at at, at a certain point. Easy to I mean, be angry sure. at it, though. Easy to be angry at 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 everybody in politics. That's right true. Now. Very easy. I mean, this nobody is like, I don't know. With this whole situation going down, I feel like they're handling it the worst, and they're the people that need to be checked. But you know, that's it is what it is. That sucks. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sure we can find a little bit more lighthearted rants here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If I, I dig a little deeper. deeper. Sure. Uh, hmm. I've been thinking about trying something sort of new on the podcast, and that would be like rapid fire yes and no question. Well, either or questions. 
All right. So it would be like um, Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah, Xbox. All right. That's good. Uh, so these top... are these are quick, so you can edit them out if I say something untoward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or somehow it stirs something deep within you that That's you true. just sort of get it out. Nice. Um, all right, so Xbox or PlayStation. Um, Taco Bell or McDonald's? Taco Bell. Uh, Taylor Swift or Britney Spears? Oh, I can't rapid fire that one. <laughs> oh, all right, well, break it down. Oh. Break it down. It's tough because like, <laughs> I feel like Taylor Swift is better, but I feel like Britney Spears touches on something like on on your youth you know like on my youth anyway because you know she came out when i was whatever eight to uh, you know however yeah. many years old so it's like it's tough because it's hard to like argue for her right now because she's i guess it's been proven with all the auto-tune stuff and all that that maybe she wasn't as good whatever um but i just like her songs better well, if it helps, I'm I would be on the T Swift bandwagon more than than the Britney Spears. Yeah, those were just two two pop stars I threw out there for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, I I, I can't hate on either of them. You know, at all. Right, that's fair. There are a lot of a lot of rock stars I could have. You could have thrown out some names that I could have crapped on, and but you know, those two, I I just can't. You know. Yeah. Uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Word, I agree on that. Uh, <laughs> dogs or cats? Got cats, but I love dogs. That's, I mean, that's a pretty common yeah. feeling, I think, for most people. Do you know what's really annoying? However, is when <laughs> I when I freaking get that question from people, I sometimes feel extremely persecuted for liking cats, <laughs> and it's like, yo, I don't dislike dogs. I just like cats a little bit better. Dog people act like. I act like I'm some kind of, I don't know, like psychopath or something like that. Yeah. When I say like, how can you possibly like cats better? Dogs are so much better in every way. Yada, yada, yada. You just like, I mean, geez, like, come on, just preference, you know? Yeah, there's passion on both sides. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know where the superiority complexes come from. I don't I either. I will say among the cat people, obviously, there's the uh, toxoplasmosis in the brain. Yep. Which is the brain parasite in the cat fecal matter yeah you didn't know you're pretty big on that i, I feel uh, like you've you know you, sh you should well, probably I, call an album that one day i should because at this point i like just subconsciously meow with cats when they walk by <laughs> it's completely un unprompted and i don't even realize i'm doing it it's been their and plan like, all along <laughs> yeah it's just hatching eggs in my brain in between um, synapses probably yep yep that's been a, it's a plot Ever since the ancient yeah. Egyptians, these cats have been just uh, domesticating us. Pretty much. <laughs> um, hmm. Ravens or Redskins? Redskins. <laughs> you know the answer to that. Redskins. Not, yeah. That's not a fair question. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been kind of hard lately. I mean, I tell you what. And another thing yeah. that's funny is, like, I feel like I should like the Ravens. Like, you know, they're based off of Edgar Allan Poe being in Baltimore. That's It's off the Raven. Great poem by Edgar Allan yeah. Poe. The color's purple. The college I went to was purple. It's a cool purple. Like, it is cool. It looks cool. It's got Maryland's logo on it, which is a really cool flag. Like, I have, you know, the, yeah. 
and Dan Snyder sucks. He's terrible. He does. He needs to jump he out does. of a building. Um, you know, the Redskins need to relocate to like Saskatchewan or something. Honestly, like that's the only way they're going to have success. Yeah, start playing a different sport. <laughs> yeah, they should. So loyalties. Yeah, yeah as a, it's tough. Tough as, loyalty. As I've started to uh, hang out here more in Baltimore, I can't help but also be considering changing allegiances or at least sharing allegiances between the two teams because. Let's face it, Redskins ain't—they're not gonna win shit anytime nope. soon. Not so. until not until Dan Snyder croaks. They—they they will not. And I don't know they're if he will. Just, He's gonna cryogenically freeze himself and just come back to make terrible decisions. And then probably could definitely see that happening. Yep. Now the funny thing is, I'm an Orioles fan and not a Nationals fan, and you can see how that freaking worked out for me because the Nationals just won. So it's like you know I've just picked the yeah. wrong one on each one because the Ravens have won plenty too. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a terrible sports fan, but outside of hockey, like I feel like I can just kind of be happy or support most local teams. Yep. You know, like I don't feel too akin to a certain team other than the Caps, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, there really isn't for me. There has not been any reason to because they all suck. <laughs> so that's fair. <laughs> there, there, yeah. there is that. But uh, no, that's uh, you know that didn't end up working out too well. But whatever, sports are sports, man. Again, no control, right? You know, you can get all pissed off and been out of shape about it, but it's not like you can go in and and you know and throw the touchdown for them or something. All right, well, let's kind of stay on maybe like the pop culture ish side of things for, yeah. for another minute or two. Uh, I know you're an avid reader, like myself, being an English major. Yep. Uh, I could easily ask, like, you know, a favorite book of yours, either lately or all time. Yep. Yeah. And then I could also ask uh, movies, too. So, something like that. Yeah, no. um, On books, it's kind of tough because, like, books are one of those... You have to, like, pick a book on based on, you know, which one has had the most impact on you, I think. Because people rarely reread books, right? I mean, I guess I guess some people do. I don't know. I I usually can't unless I want to unless I really really like it. Um, so it's like movies. It seems like something that you'd want to watch a bunch of times over and over again. You know, it was just so like the visuals of it were great or, or something like that. With books, it's it's just so tough. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd almost like want to like have eras too, but. Um, there's a book called Our Mutual Friend by Charles Dickens. It's probably one of my favorite books. Um, oh, yeah? It's, yeah, it's a long book, but it's a really cool story with lots of different characters um, that are from different places with different goals, and it's kind of cool. Basically, the idea is, you know, it's Our Mutual Friend. They all know this one central character, and the story sort of revolves around that. But what was really cool about it is if you read it, you kind of see a lot of the plots in your Netflix series that you see now unfolding and you see Dickens will end chapters with these cliffhangers that you can just imagine being in Ozark or, you know, Breaking Bad or something like that, where this, you know, new couple comes on the scene and they want to, you know, they want to deprive this other rich couple of their inheritance or something like it's, it's cool how that works. And you see that these foreboding things, and this is actually a really funny, like off shot, but, um, I was teaching, um, Shakespeare's Othello to my English class this past, well, you know, before we decided to go virtual, um, yeah. I was teaching Othello 
and I was talking to them about like some kind of like the way something ended or the way it was the way a scene ended. It was it's a tragedy, so it didn't end happily. But one scene ended happily, and one of the kids said like, oh, I think that's just kind of like cliche or cheesy. And I was like, you like I've seen it before. And I was like, you do realize that he wrote this in the 1600s, right? He like, invented cliche. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is where cliche comes from. This is where you see those sappy things. So it's kind of funny, like when you really look back on all that stuff, it was going on back then. It was just they, they saw it on a stage or they read about it in a periodical rather than sitting on their couch binge watching. Yeah. So that's what I really liked about that book, and it's got a lot of good stuff to it. Favorite movie is probably Logan. I don't know if you saw that one, but that was the the Wolverine movie, um, hmm. the sort of like the concluding one. That's that's been that that recently came out, um, and that one since I really like X Men, um, Logan was like the rated R X Men. So you know, chopping people's heads off and <clears throat> dropping f bombs and stuff like that, but pretty like pretty gory but yet you know really riveting riveting movie so yeah i'm always looking for movie uh recommendations especially lately yeah obviously yeah so i was never too much into x-men stuff but i would definitely consider watching that one yeah it's like uh it's like deadpool but it's not not funny <laughs> did you watch the new joker i don't know yeah. if it's in the same ballpark but it, it no it's um, um there's not as much there's more blood in logan um, but yeah. yeah, that, that was, that was awesome. That movie was awesome. Yeah. I liked it. It got a lot of hate, but I know, I know. it, it I got a lot of hate because simpler. it was real. <laughs> exactly. It was a little bit simpler. It was a little bit less flashy, but yep. I don't know. Overall, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought I, it was great. I was not, di- not disappointed in spending my dollar at Redbox or whatever it was. <laughs> nope. Nope. I, I, yeah, I, I rented it straight to, straight to, straight to home. And no, that was good. That was a really good movie. Nice. And then uh, you also mentioned Ozark, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, A lot of people have been talking about that show. I've been uh, trying to fire it up here in in my household, but uh, it hasn't quite taken yet. So I'm still (laughs) working on it. Uh, Yeah, Maggie didn't really like it either. The thing about it is it's like, I don't know, only certain people will I think really enjoy that show because it's just extremely uncomfortable most of the time (laughs) it really is it's just very like you're you're very invested the other thing about this most recent season is it like dives into mental illness in like a disturbing way um Hmm. and it's like really scary to look at the way things unfold bipolarity did you watch that show 13 reasons why no I haven't Ooh, I mean that if you want to talk about like a mental health sort of show. I would, yeah, I'd consider checking that one out. That Damn. one's pretty. That one's pretty hard to stop watching once you start it. Nice. Another good one on that down that road is Mind Hunter. I don't know if you saw that, but oh yeah, oh Definitely you saw watch Mind Hunter. Yep. Yeah, they had that second sure. season. That one's that's, that's nuts a good too. One. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that's a hard one to stop watching as well. I know, I know, but extremely disturbing at the same time. It's amazing any of us get anything done at this point. Yeah, if but you are stuck at home. We are now, yeah. I know. That's why yeah. like, that's why the guitar and the mandolin are like my like argument for not being a complete worthless piece of crap. It's like, well, at least I'm like exercising my brain a little yeah. bit here. But uh I've got, you know, I'm still doing virtual classes, so that's been a lot of fun and the students are writing some cool responses to 
a lot of the, the stuff that I'm given. So it's actually kind of exciting to grade homework. <laughs> yeah, I might be able to send you some guitar lessons over the phone if you wanted. I mean, I'm also trying to learn new shit as yep. well. I need I need to work on strumming. I'm pretty sure strumming's my problem. So, yeah, that that is a tricky part or tricky tricky aspect of playing guitar. You got to learn what to do with your hands, especially yep. your right hand. It's got to be able to just chill out and play notes. Yeah. Um. Funny, interesting subject, maybe, is uh, Dylan just texted me and uh, said that Ovechkin and Gretzky are going to square off in NHL 20 Yep. for a coronavirus relief. I, I didn't hear of that until right now. So they're playing? Like, they're both playing? Or it's a simulation? I think they're going to play the, vi the video game against each other. That's awesome. If, wow. Yes. And I hope that they like film it and all that. I'm sure they will. That's crazy. That's awesome. Even better too if it was like live. Yeah, with them with their comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, like uncensored OV. Although I don't know if you can understand it in the first place. Yeah, but yeah. If he just curses in Russian. Suka. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, yes, the Caps did win the cup, so we should just say that since this is an oh, opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, obviously the best hockey team that's ever been assembled. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yes. Whatever. You say you know, say what you want. The, the, the Ovechkin line did a lot, but it was our third, fourth line that really got the job done in that cup. I mean, it was some of those unsung heroes. It was the Devontae Smith-Pelly. It was Lars Eller. You know, mm. names that will live on in infamy. Indeed. All right. Well, um, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like asking you some new dad questions. Yeah. So um, maybe an obvious one is, have you noticed more splatter in the old, in the diaper based on diet? Or yeah, interesting. Pretty consistent. Uh, it's been pretty consistent. Um, the, in, the, in the beginning of the whole thing, he was allergic to dairy and soy, so Ooh, basically Maggie yeah. had to cut that out. Um, which mm. I, I'm telling you, like dairy, it's 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 you know relatively easy to figure out what stuff is in. If you have to look at the label for soy, you would be amazed at how much we consume that has soy in it. And I don't necessarily think soy is bad. It's just crazy yeah. that it's in everything. Like everything, every bread you have has soy in it. Um, so that was like hard for a while. I actually, I've learned how to make bread so that it doesn't have soy in it. And that's what we eat for bread. But um, for a little while in the beginning when we didn't know about the allergy, his, his, uh, yeah, his craps were not pleasant. And he, they hurt, they hurt him to take them because it was passing through and he was you know, intolerant to it. But yeah, they weren't coming out pretty. They were coming out really, uh, yeah, really rough. Um, he has not yet crapped on me. He crapped on Maggie while he was waiting for his bath one time, and I wasn't even around. So she she texted me and told me your son pooped on me. And well, of course, it's your fault. It was. It was my fault. Yeah, he's my. He was my son in that instant. He wasn't related to Maggie. Um, absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> your son crapped. Now he has peed on me a lot. Um, and well, you should again. You can remind him of that anytime he asks for money. Like, I will later on in life. Yep, I will. You pissed on me. No, plenty, <laughs> plenty of times he's done that, and um, he hasn't. Done, he hasn't laughed when he's done it yet, but he certainly looks satisfied. 
Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a satisfying feeling. <laughs> yeah, not many of us can say we've we've done that, at least consciously in our adulthood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and if, if we, we can, talked about it, it could be going down a rough road. <laughs> yeah, we probably... If we have done that, we probably can't talk about that here. No, we wouldn't want to. <laughs> no, no. But no, nah, he's uh, once once we got the di- the dairy and the soy eliminated, is uh, you know, they became pretty solid and they weren't so bad. I mean, they really, you know, I mean, babies only eat such pure ingredients that you know they're way better than the craps we take. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you think he's got some uh, lungs on him? I don't know he's yet. In, uh, He's he's really strange in the water in the bathtub. Like he's really weird. Like he's he's not. I mean, we've taken him into the pool once or twice, and he's just had that stunned look on his face, and he hasn't done anything. He's just you know basically just sat there. But um, in the bathtub, he really hates going on his back. <laughs> like he hates it. Um, <clears throat> and it, it, we have to like hold him down to get his hair washed. Um, so he's pretty comfortable, but. <clears throat> the problem is whenever he goes into the water, he tries to drink it and then he starts coughing. So it's like, well, we're not doing that. Um, so I don't know yet. I don't know if he'll be a swimmer. He's been kicking around a ball. Um, so maybe he'll be a soccer player. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask if you think he's got a, a uh, an affinity for a certain type of sport yet. Yeah, but... not sure. Hey, you know what? Golf. There you go. Not going to get hurt. That's it. And the easiest way to make like a shitload of money. Yep. And I'm doing very little. Yeah. And I'm looking at it from the selfish you know, point of view. You know, if I have to go, go watch uh, my kids play a sport, it better be in a nice tropical place where I can, you know, drink a daiquiri and cheer them on. <laughs> oh, yeah. But even better than that, you can learn how to play it with him. True. True. Let's, let's face it. Not all of us can play those. Uh, you know, running around the field sports till we're eighty. Nope. If you want to play, if you want to play a sport with your kid till you're dead. Yep. I mean, you basically play golf with them until you keel over. That's so. the one. Yep. And I mean, I would definitely go for that. I, I've actually said when one day, maybe when I get done playing hockey, like I gotta start learning golf now. Might not a bad idea. It's a great sport to know. So yeah, I don't know if he has an affinity yet, but he's like he's moving real fast as far as like. His development is concerned. I mean, he's walking all over the place. We got this slide for his birthday that he can climb up and slide down. And I mean, apparently I wasn't even like able to stand up until I was 13 months. And he's already like pretty much he can walk, you know, thousands. Of... Well, we all know you're a little special. So I was. Okay. Oh, I was quite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know how I ever I don't know how I made it this far, actually. Um but yeah, you know, so we'll see. He's he's moving real quick, so we'll we'll see what what ends up happening. But uh, crazy life, crazy life, having somebody else depend on you entirely. Indeed, I mean, you can always you know pass things off on Maggie. I'm sure she appreciates it. Yeah, it's probably a better better. It's always the better option. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be annoyed when she hears this. But, uh, <laughs> hello, Maggie. I'm not as bad as I sound. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this has been a pretty productive chat, I think, here. Yeah. For the most part, we're, we're running around uh, 40 minutes or so, getting close to the 45. Um, I mean, I've thrown down the gauntlet of most of my standard questions that I might ask on a podcast. 
plus or minus a few. Um, what have I not talked about that you're just itching to to really get into? Yeah, I mean, other uh, other influences, I guess, would be cool. I mean, we talked a little bit. We t- touched on the you know the the music side of things, but um, you know, I like I, I do like talking about other artists, other bands, and stuff that that's going on right now. Um, Fire away. Don't really know much about much modern music as of right now. I'm, I, I'm not a big, I'm not necessarily against it or anything like that, but I just don't listen to a whole lot of modern stuff. But, uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's crazy. Like I, I went through like this, I guess my phases were sort of like hair metal. So like I went through like the Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses is like a mixture of like hair and, 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 you know, grunge and stuff hair metal into like so like more heavy metal so i went into like the judas priest iron maiden deep purple you know all that route and then i kept kind of like working my way through that to like just these older artists and and basically back to the beatles um and started really liking them and particularly george harrison um so big big idol of mine and it's funny because you know his the music that he does is nowhere close to the stuff that i would ever perform um but it's just you know kind of crazy how when you kind of go through the gauntlet of of music and you just track back track back track back you find that listening to that some of that stuff is sort of the base for everything like the rolling stones beatles the who some of those bands that started i mean it's pretty awesome so right now i'm actually listening to uh, and you you should probably read his book um i'm listening to the stooges and iggy pop um oh yeah so i don't know this is a good book yeah, it's really, really good. The book's called Open Up and Bleed. Um, Sweet. And, That's and one of the few rock star books maybe I haven't got to yet. Yeah, it's a, his, it's a crazy life that guy's lived. I mean, absolutely insane. Like, it's, it, it, honestly, I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't read The Doors or anything about them, but um, he's done the, the gauntlet of drugs. He's done the gauntlet of experiences, self-mutilation on stage you know, crazy sexual situations. I mean, it's a miracle he's alive. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh they're as long they're as he's happy about it, right? Yeah. And it's crazy. He had a he had a little phase where he was hanging out with David Bowie. So like he and David Bowie basically yeah. were pals and they went to Germany and that's where he wrote one of his albums. But um so that's that's kind of what I'm on right now and that's it's it's crazy it's really good i mean it's really good stuff and listening to his music now is different because of having read the books and knowing what it's like like a lot of them refused to just they refused to do normal recordings they were like we sound terrible when we try to rehearse this for a recording we are just gonna start playing music and you hit record whenever you want and whatever you get that's what you get but uh, Iggy, Iggy basically says, I'm going to run around stage like a madman and I'm going to hump the drum set and I'm going to, you know, press my nipples up against the freaking glass and all that. And that's what I'm going to do. If you want to record it, great. If you don't, then F off. <laughs> yeah, there were a few of those characters back in the day. They're a little harder to come by now in the modern times. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to the invention of, you know, iPhones and technology and, and all that. You yeah. Know, you can, you can, uh, can't get away with a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's unfortunate. But it's cool. I think you actually got me into reading biographies because you gave me that Ozzy book, which is freaking hysterical. Um, yeah, that one still holds up as being one of the, just the yeah. funniest things I've ever read. Whew. Awesome. But yeah, when, when I read that one, I started getting into it. And, you know, I read, I've read, you know, Bruce Dickinson's and Tom Petty's and some of those. And 
Some good ones. Yeah. They're really good ones. Yeah, they're hard to put down. Yep. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I'm thinking about wrapping this one up here. Sounds good. Um, of all the people you think might be listening, I feel like now is a good time to just give them a little shout out. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little hello, a little what's up. Obviously, Caleb Heidel. Oh, yeah. We've given him many <laughs> shout outs already. Yeah. Yeah. We got to gotta say hey to him. And, you know, your family, of course, and uh, my family, my uh, my mom and dad may listen to this. My brother Mike probably will. Uh, maybe Annie. Caitlin probably won't. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maggie probably won't either. My wife. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe she will. Who knows? You know, maybe. We, we, yeah. Maybe sometime. Um, but yeah, any, any ounce of pain fans that, that might happen to stumble across this when I put it on Facebook, thanks for being fans. Thanks for, uh, you know, liking us on Facebook. That's, that's the number that counts, right? That's the, that's the number in the sky that <laughs> yeah. we're all trying to get up is the number of likes and followers and stuff like that. How would you know if you're important, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta validate yourself. And definitely a shout out to any of my band members that listen to this. They're the ones that uh, that help get me here. And they're the ones that put up with all my crap, learning all this stuff mm. and, and that kind of thing and other shenanigans. Um, and, you know, didn't kick me out of their bands and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, it's pretty hard to kick out the singer, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> kind of a crucial part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I probably towed the line with a few of them, but yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, somebody's got to sing, and most people don't want to do it, even if they yep. could. That is true. That is true. So, yeah, those yeah. are the shout-outs. If you ever get a chance, you hear Ounce of Pain is in town, check them out. Um, you know, and hopefully some original music comes around from somewhere. That's kind of another reason I'm picking up a guitar is hopefully I can start getting getting an idea of uh, how to write songs, and hopefully you and I can write something soon. Oh, yeah. I'm always... Uh... Playing around with the ideas. I got one or two songs for you. Nice. I think. Nice. But, uh, yeah, we'll consider this the Matt Harris part one episode. <laughs> there, can be mo- there can be more. Hopefully. So. And hey, that, that, means, that means we're being successful if there are more. So let's, let's stay optimistic. Yeah, part I one. think my membership here on the podcast thing is good for like a year or something. So Nice. Nice. So I might as well take advantage of it. Nice. So they're good. They're fun to listen to. Glad I could be on it. Sweet. Well, thank you for being on it. Yep. Um, and yeah, uh, I will say a nice little interlude or outer lude or whatever it's called. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. Rock star, but I go to work and work hard. So yeah, I want to thank Matt for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for listening and checking in. Uh, I think it was a pretty productive chat. Um, next week's episode is a fairly big one, and that should come out on uh, Monday. So definitely check in if you can. Um, other than that, hopefully everybody out there has a good weekend. And... Um, Staying sane, staying safe. See you. I know you can see that I'm a part time rock star.